we thank God for today and we thank God for our lives. Just want to get on to the word. Last week, I began a series on fruitfulness in your purpose. Just want to continue in the same spirit. And I want your heart, your mind, your spirit to be here as we continue in the word of fruitfulness in your purpose. And um, I'd like you to, those of you that were, how many of you were in church last week? You, you were in service last week. How many of you were in service last week? Wonderful. So just want to know what, what did you learn last week? What did you hear last week? What was your take home for last week's service? Is anyone, what did you learn last week? What did you hear last week? What was your take home for last week's service? Being fruitful in your purpose. Anyone? Yes, yes. Come again. Just, uh-huh. Until you find your purpose, life has no meaning to Yes, you. until you find your purpose, the life you live would have no meaning to you. Tell your neighbor purpose. Tell your neighbor purpose. Now, the person that made this phone had a certain intent before making the phone. He knew he wanted to make something that we would be able to use to communicate, isn't it? So, if you go to somebody's house and you see a very nice iPhone and they are using the iPhone to sweep the floor, what would you say? They are what? Yes, because they don't understand the purpose of this iPhone. Amen? Yes. So, it was meant to be used for communication. But if you abuse its use or you misuse the iPhone for something else that was not intended for, it destroys, you destroy it. So, in the same way, every single one of us, God had an intent for making you, for creating you. So, if you don't or fulfill the intent for which God created you, you it looks like you are wasting your life. Amen? Amen? Yeah, so you need to be able to identify why did God really create me? Is it that God create me, created me just to live, to be the second born in my family and uh, fulfill and get married and have children and live and die? Or what is the original intent for God um, 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 and that God created me? So you need to be able to find out. Not until you find that out, your life has got no meaning. You are just existing and not living. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't just exist. Don't just exist. Leave. Leave. Have a purposeful life. Have a purposeful life. Yes. Anyone else? What did you learn last week? Yes. Okay. Now, sir, give the microphone. Uh huh. Purpose is location sensitive. Yes. Purpose is location sensitive. In other words, you don't fulfill your purpose everywhere. There is a certain particular location that God wills that you fulfill your purpose. Yes. Anyone else? Uh-huh. I learned uh, 
your success in life is not measured by the abundance of your possession, but how well you fulfill your purpose. Yes, your success in life is not measured by the abundance of your possession. Unfortunately, that is how we measure success. The car they drive, the house they live in, the money they have in their bank account, that is not the definition of success. Your success in life measured by God is determined by how well you are able to fulfill your purpose. Yes, the one last person, yes, from that, that end, and then we can come here. Yes. Yes, fulfilling your purpose must be your ultimate goal in life. I mean, there are so many goals we may have, but in every basic, I mean, in every goal you have, that must be the ultimate to fulfill your purpose. Yes, anybody from here? Yes. Now, go to, go to the back. Yes. Yes. You, yes. Tell us. When you become fruitful in your spiritual life, every other thing else falls in place. Yes, anybody from here? Yes, take it to the back there. Two people there. Uh huh. That if you want to identify your purpose, you have to consult your maker. Yes, if you want to identify your purpose, you have to consult your maker. Tell your neighbor, consult your maker. Yeah, but the reason why you need to ask God for your purpose and not anyone else is because he's the one that made you, isn't it? It's like the Bible says we are God's workmanship created in the image of God. I mean, God is the one that made us. I mean, so if you want to know why he made you, you have to ask him. Amen? Yes. Last person. Fulfill your purpose, then you're failing God. Yes, when you fail to fulfill your purpose, you are failing God, you are failing yourself, you are failing even the community in which God placed you. Hallelujah. Yes, we're going to go back to the points um, from the, the top and then we go through it and then we can be able to get to the rest of it. Now, shall we read what is on the screen? One go. Yes, when you are fruitful in your spiritual life, every other aspect of your life falls in place. If you really want other aspects of your life to begin to work, begin to be fruitful in your spiritual life. Begin to learn how to connect with God more. Begin to connect with God more, even in every other aspect of your life. When you learn to be consistent in your service to God, you learn to be consistent in your prayer life, consistent in your service in the house of God, you will begin to see every other aspect of your life beginning to align and fall in place. Amen? Yes, if you want to be successful or see fruitfulness in every other aspect of your life, begin to seek God. Tell your neighbor, seek God. The Bible says, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm seek ye first. What? The kingdom of God. Seek ye what? Seek ye what? The what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be what? But the problem we have is that we are seeking the other things first before seeking God. And number two, sadly enough, many people come in God to seek 
the other things. They, before they will even want to seek God, they want to seek other things. They desire other things. The primary word that God, now these were the words of Jesus. Now let's go to Matthew 6 verses 33. If, um, if we can project this. Now shall we read one go? It's as it is on the screen. One go. He says what? Seek what? What do you seek first? What do you seek first? What do you seek first? Now, Jesus was saying this when he was closing the whole chapter. And he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, if you read the Amplified, the Amplified puts this in a very interesting way. Now, he says, shall we read one go? Now, no, 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 hold on there. They don't read too fast. He said, but what? And what? But first and most importantly, aim at, strive after his. Now, most of us, we are not doing this. We are not striving at his kingdom we are not we don't really value the things of god like we are supposed to so what happens is that you treat the things of god trivially but you expect god to treat you with all importance and all seriousness ladies and gentlemen when you treat the things of god trivially don't expect god to treat you like a king or like a queen are you hearing me the bible said but first and and most importantly aim at strive after his kingdom and his what righteousness yes and after you have done that he says and all these things will be given tell your neighbor giving 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 given. it will be given anything that you desire in god shall be given why because you are most importantly aiming at the kingdom Tell your neighbor, aim at the kingdom. Aim at the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, aim at the kingdom. Aim at the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, aim at the kingdom. Aim at now, shall we read it again? I'm from the top. One go. Now he says, but first, tell your neighbor, but first. first. Tell your neighbor, before you seek the car, seek first the kingdom. Before you seek husband, seek first the kingdom. Before you seek wife, seek first the kingdom. Hey, before you look, you desire to look for money, seek first what? The kingdom. He said, but first, most importantly, aim at strive after this kingdom and his righteousness his way of um, 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 doing things and being right and the attitude and the character of god and then all these things shall be what given unto you he said it shall be given as you seek god may you be given everything you desire i receive i said as you seek god may everything you desire be released unto you I receive. as you seek god may your heart desires be granted i receive the other day david said i was young and now i am old i have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed 
begging for bread. In other words, when you are a child of the kingdom, you don't beg for bread. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus that as a child of this kingdom, may you never beg for bread this year. You shall never beg for anything. For God shall make it available unto you. If you are here, shout, I receive that. David said, I was young and now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. No, he seed begging for bread. Tell your neighbor, this year 2024, this I shall not beg for bread. Uh, this year 2024, this year God shall release unto me every earthly blessing. You shall not beg for bread. Amen. Says, I have been young. And now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, his seed begging. You see, it is not only you. Even your children shall never beg for bread. Amen. Oh, Jesus. I said your children shall never beg for bread. I'll receive it. Can I tell you something? There are times where, I mean, you see a rich man grow, I mean, do great things. And then now his children who are supposed to take after him just waste their lives and, and, and mess up their lives. But I pray that that shall not be your story. Our children shall not beg for bread. Our children shall do better than us. They will excel more than us. Why? Because we are seeking the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, we are seeking the kingdom. We are seeking the kingdom. And you see, one of the ways to let your children live a purposeful life is to train them in the things of God. Tell your neighbor, train them in the things of God. Train them in the things of God. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how busy you are. Find time for your children and train them in the things of God. Tell your neighbor, train them in the things of God. Train them in the things of God. Yeah, because if you don't learn how to train them in the things of God, I'm telling you a time will come you will cry because of them. Are you listening to me? Yes. But I pray that God will not bring you to a place where you cry because of your children. I receive it. But you will walk with them in the things of God. Can I tell you, even if you spend every day 20 minutes I mean, my children, every day there is 20 minutes devotion they have before they go to school. 20 minutes. And that 20 minutes everybody must contribute whether you are what you are in the moon or you are not you have to contribute are you getting what i'm saying yes and everybody you put a scripture on the whatsapp group you have family was and everybody must explain what that scripture means what you think that scripture means what is god telling you from that scripture and that 20 minutes is shaping their lives their perspective and their thinking are you getting me yes yeah but some sadly enough we are living in a time and a day in this day and age when parents don't even care drinking in front of their children you're right sir. can i tell you something you see you as an adult you can manage the way you drink but that boy that is 12 that is watching you drink do you know what you are telling him by the time he goes out and sees that same drink he will take and start drinking but he will not be able to manage it so before you realize guess what they become alcoholics and they become drug addicts why because they saw daddy do it they saw mommy do it it is in the fridge every now and then so guess what after some time you want to tell them don't do this don't drink don't do this and you see to them they look at you and they laugh why because you are doing this why what moral rights do you have to tell me i shouldn't are you getting the point 
They see it in the fridge. So what moral right are you telling me that, that I shouldn't? Because once they see you do it consistently and they see that thing in the house, they think that this is how life is supposed to be. This is how celebration is done. Guess what? So as they grow and they go out, they pick it back. Guess what? They are not able to manage it. See, they do it at a the time they don't, so they are not supposed to do it. And guess what? Now you, it becomes a problem for you. Now you come to prayer meeting. Father, deliver my son. No, you are the one that brought it up. Hello? Hello? Yeah, so there are seven things I will say, even if you want to do for the sake of the children, you don't have to do. Tell your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. There are some things you have to stop. For the sake of your children. Yes. If they see you so high and drunk in the house, I, and you are joking, joking, so they feel like me too. I must try to get high like the way daddy gets high. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Don't destroy your children. Don't destroy your children. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Don't destroy your children. Don't destroy your children. Yeah, so David said, I was young and I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, he see doing what? Yes, begging for bread. So when you connect with God based on your 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 services to him your prayer life every other aspect of your life begins to fall in place why because that is how the kingdom works the more you advance in the things of god the more god sees in heaven and says i need to favor this one i need to bless her just for his services and his commitment to me i must do this and do that for him. So let's, let's go to the next point. Your, your, your fruitfulness in the kingdom makes every other thing else align for you. And he said we are, we are created by God and we are created for a tell you anybody I was created for a purpose. I was created for a purpose. Shall you say I was created for a purpose? I was created for a purpose. Shall you say I was created for a purpose? I was created for a purpose. Shall you say I was created for a purpose? I was created for a purpose. Yes, like I said, every one of us has an assignment. How many of you have been able to identify your purpose? If you have been able to identify your purpose, raise your hand. If you have not been able to identify your purpose, you are still wondering, okay, why was I born? Raise your hand. If you still don't know your purpose, raise your hand. So, so which is which? <laughs> you, you, you don't, I'm asking whether you, if you know, raise your hand. No hand is up. If you don't know, raise your hand. No hand is up. So where are we? You are in the middle. It's like you know, it's like you don't know. Okay. Don't worry. We are, by the time we are through with this series, in the next four weeks, you will know your purpose. Amen. Amen? We are going to go through all the things, how to even identify your purpose. We are going to go through next week. I'll continue like that until you are able to identify your purpose. Amen? Amen. Yes, so we were created by God and then, and then um, take me back for a purpose. And he had an original intent. And I give a scripture in Je Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 5 from the Amplified Bible. Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 5. So who here knows their purpose? Raise your hand. Yes. Dr. Carr. Yes. Dr. Carr knows his purpose. Yes. Yes. Who else knows your purpose? Yes. Um, Pastor, Pastor Chero knows his purpose. Yes, who always knows your purpose? Yes, wonderful. Yes, good. 
at least we are not in a we are not lost. I mean, all is not lost. At least we have some people who can who understands what we are going on. What is going on? Yes. Who else knows their purpose? Here. You know your purpose? Yes. Okay, okay. Can I ask somebody who their purpose is? We might run away from me. <laughs> we might run away from here if if I attempt to shall we read one go? Shall we read what is on the screen? One go. Now, this is God speaking, and this scripture was referring to Jeremiah, but now it refers to you. Say, it refers to me. Now, God is saying, one go, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and I had asked my, and Now, God says, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he, 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 so that simply means that you are not just the daughter or the son of Mr. and Mrs. whatever. You existed in the wisdom of God, like I explained yesterday, last week, before even he placed you in your mother's womb. There was someone called Mushiru who existed. So when he God, when your father and mother met and they thought they were just having time, God picked you who existed before time and placed you in your mother's womb. And then now your mother gave birth to you. Not because you are just a son or a daughter of your mother and your father. God wanted you to fulfill a certain purpose. He says, number one, before you were formed, he knew you. You existed. Number two, he had approved of you. That means that you are not a biological mistake or a genetic error. God had already approved of who you are. Say, I have been approved by God. I have been I don't care about your criticisms. I have been approved by God. Heaven has approved of me. Say, heaven has approved of me. Heaven has approved. Uh, so if somebody is trying to make you feel like you are an entity, you don't exist. There is so many things about you that doesn't add up. Tell your neighbor, I have been approved by God. Oh, tell your neighbor, I have divine approval. Shout it like you mean it. Say, I have divine approval. I don't need any endorsement by any man to make me feel better of myself. I have divine approval. And the greatest approval and endorsements you need is not from your mother, not from your father, not from your husband, wife, or boyfriend. It is from the king of kings and the lord of lords. And he says he has already approved of you. The Bible says for those he foreknew, he also prayed destined to be conformed to the image of his son in other words there are some of us god already for new us we existed even before we were born sorry i existed before i was born sorry say i existed before i was born shout and say i existed before i was born you need to understand that you existed before you were born. He says, for those he foreknew, he predestined. In other words, there was a destiny that God had already ordained. It was already in existence. Now, shall we, let's read Romans 8. Now, Romans 8. Shall we read one go? 
Now, before we come to this scripture, go back to, I mean, previous verses, and it's going to shock you how God, I mean, chronologically arranges the word and lands on verses 28. Um, uh, uh, shall we read one go? Uh huh. He's what? Oh, no, no, no. He's what? Shouted as if you know and God is deeply concerned about me. Oh my God, I love this. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I want you to know that God is deeply concerned about who? I want you to communicate. The more you communicate, the more you're able to assimilate what I'm saying. And he said, God is what? Deeply concerned about. Man of God, are you sure all the problems I'm going through? God knows. Yes. He does not just know. He's deeply concerned about you. He is deeply concerned about you. Why is he concerned? He's trying to find a way to bring you out of that problem. He's trying to find a way to bring you out of that challenge. He is deeply concerned about you. And we know with great confidence that God is deeply concerned about you. The reason why he's deeply concerned about you is that he's going to cause all things. The good, the bad, the ugly, the mess to work together for your good. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hey. You see, sometimes when everything looks off and nothing seems to make sense, just know he is deeply concerned about me. He is deeply thinking how he's going to bring me out. He is deeply working out things, how he's going to bring me out of that challenge. He is deeply concerned about me. Now, shall we read one go? Uh huh. Shall we read one go? And we know. Mm -hmm. Now, according to his plan and purpose. Now, not according to our plan and purpose, but according to his plan and so what it simply means thank you holy spirit what it simply means is that as long as you are in his purpose it doesn't matter what comes your way he will work it together for your good Amen. The good, he, no 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 he says and we know with great confidence that god is deeply concerned about us and he causes all things somebody shout all things to work together as a plan for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his plan and purpose as long as you are in his plan you are in his purpose everything else will work together for your good Amen. everything does not work together for the good of every, for everybody no it is for those who are in his plan and purpose if i'm in his plan and i lose a car it will work together for my good if i'm in his plan and i get divorced it will work together for my good if i am in his plan and i have an accident it will work together for my good if i am in his plan and the worst happens it shall work together for my good shout your neighbor and say i'm in his plan and because I'm in his plan and purpose, it shall work together for my good. All these things I'm going through, it shall work together for my good. All these things I am working, it shall work together for my good. 
Tell anybody, it shall work together for my good. It shall work together for my good. So let me, let me just try and make a detour and come back. You see, God hides greatness in mysterion. God hides greatness in mystery. Somebody say, God hides greatness in mystery. No, 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 shout it. Say, God hides greatness in mystery. You see, if anybody knew, maybe 15 years ago, that the current president will be a president, and possibly he was your friend, possibly you would have treated him differently. Hello? Hello? Is that not it? Yes. If 15 years ago, 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, if you knew that maybe that man was your president, maybe it was going to become president, you would have treated him differently. But guess what? God hides greatness in mystery. So you look at the person and you don't really possibly admire much about him or her. Why? Because his greatness is hidden in mystery. So uh, all that you see is the mess and the negativities and the things that doesn't look good and doesn't make sense to you. So you treat the person based on what you see and what you know. But there is something hidden called greatness in that same mess that is about to be revealed. Are you hearing me? Yes. And so God will make sure he hides the real you in mystery. So people will look at the mess and treat you badly. People will look at how broke you are and tell this one, she has no money. We can't even invite her for our meeting. No. she no. Why? Because you look, they only treat you, treat you based on what they see and what they know. But there is a dimension of you that is hidden in mystery. Amen. There is a, an element of you that is hidden in mystery. And in the process of time, that hidden glory shall emerge. And I speak over your life. And I make a prayer for you. Let that hidden aspect of you, let the greatness that is hidden in mystery begin to pass forth. Let it come out in the process of time. The people that wrote you off shall come back to you and ask for your help. The people that thought you will amount to nothing, they are the same people that shall come and beg at your table. The people that said nothing good shall come out of you, they wrote you off, but God has not written you off. The Bible says he has approved of you. We know with certainty and all confidence that all things shall work together for my good. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Even all the pain I'm going through, it is working together. All the frustrations I'm going through, it is working together. God is about to bring something good out of my life. God is about to bring something glorious out of my life. God is about to bring the greatness in me out of my life. In the midst of the pain, something big will come out. In the midst of the frustration, something big will come out. In the midst of the negativity something great will come out, we'll come out. i receive it see a great man on friday i said this is not known by his possessions a great man is known by what he has been through and survived what makes you great is the things you have been through and survived what killed others didn't kill you what made somebody else go mad you should have gone mad you should have been in a mental hospital because of all the pressure you were going through but some way god kept you you are still here
and the fact that you have been through too much and you are still here is a sign you carry greatness it's a sign there is something see the only reason why you are still alive man let me tell you is because god is not through with you yet ah, god is not through with you yet by the time he's through the enemy will know the witches in your village will know everyone will know that yes of a truth god is about to do something great in your life and i make a prayer for you in the name of jesus regardless of what you are going through as long as you can stay in his purpose yes. uh, for your life as long as you stay in line something big shall emerge out of it something great shall emerge out of it something glorious shall emerge out of it the bible says he is deeply concerned about us he is deeply not just casually but deeply concerned and then see when you read the scripture in jeremiah and he says for i know the thoughts i think towards you says who he didn't say say the prophet he, he, if 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 some guy tells you oh i'm thinking about you ah maybe they're lying yeah me I'm, i was thinking about you the whole day it's a lie i mean that means that he was doing nothing from morning to evening and you 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 also mumu, you also believe he was thinking about me. Hey! <laughs> if you know how he's dressed and he's thinking about his money and how he's going to make it. Now, now, <laughs> says, I'm thinking about it. Oh, so he's thinking about me. Hey! <laughs> Shall we read one go? No, no, give me an amplified classic. I like it. Give me an amplified classic. Um, this particular scripture. I mean, shall... Let's read. Uh -huh. Read one, go. Says who? Says who? Now, if he said, says Mwangi, you would have said, ah, Mwangi or Kamau or Tieno. Ah, that one is worse. You know it is not going to happen. But he says, for I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Says who? The Lord. That means that as you are seated here, God has a mega plan. Amen. Somebody shout, God has a mega plan. For my life. For my life. Yes. He has a mega plan. She said, for I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. Says who? And continue. Thoughts for? Now, that is the part I like. It says, for I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for your welfare and peace, not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. In other words, finally, finally. After all the things, the mess, the negativity, the attacks, the criticism. The final outcome is going to be glorious. Oh my God, I thought I came to church. I came, I came to people who are ready to receive. In, in the midst of everything, your final outcome shall be glorious. I said your final outcome shall be glorious. I said your final outcome shall be glorious. In the midst of the negativities, I know I'm looking for a job. It looks tough. I know I'm looking for some breakthrough. It doesn't seem to be coming for, but I know the final outcome of this shall be glorious. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. 
Don't, 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 don't give up on me yet. Uh, say, neighbor, don't write me off because my final outcome is going to be glorious. As long as I'm staying in his purpose, as long as I'm walking in purpose, I shall be fruitful regardless. The Lord shall make me fruitful regardless. If you are here, shall I receive that? I receive. Shall I receive it? I receive. Shall I receive it? I receive. God shall make you fruitful. Amen? Amen. Yes, there is something that God has in store for you that no evil, no witch, no sorcerer, no diviner, no enchanter can be able to take it away from you. Amen? Amen. Are you here? Now let's go to the scripture, Romans 8, because we didn't finish. Verse 28, let's go to um, um, 29. Uh, yes, uh-huh. Now let's, go, let's start on 28 and then we end on 29. One go. Now I want you to capture that bit. Even if you forget about everything today, know that God is what? Deeply concerned about you. He's deeply, not on a small level, deeply. Uh-huh. Uh, shall we continue reading? And to those, according to his plan, not your plan, all things will work together for those who are in purpose. Are you hearing me? As long as you stay in purpose, you stay in line, all things shall work together for your good. Are you hearing me? Yes. Now let's go to the next verse. Now, okay. For the sake of, just skip this to um, New King James to make it easy for us to read so that we don't um, read so many additions. Shall we read one go? Uh-huh. For whom he? Now that means there is, there are certain people God for new. That is what we call, he also what? Pray what? He pray predestination means that before you even appeared here like what we read in jeremiah one he already determined what you'll be so can i tell you something there is nothing about your life that surprises god yes. absolutely nothing because he foreknew you oh my god are you getting what i'm saying yes sir. there is absolutely nothing about you that shocks him ah you, you something happens hey oh what will god do no, no no my friend he even knew it that you you do what you did there is absolutely nothing about you that surprises Jehovah. He said, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. The Bible says he calls the end from the beginning. He does what? He calls what? The end from the beginning. Even before the beginning began, he already was there. So he knew how it is going to what? play out. When you feel like you are lost, you don't even know he's already working out a plan. When you feel like there is no way out for you, he is already working out a plan for you. So for those he... Now let's read Isaiah 46 from verse 10. Read one, go. And I will do all my... In other words, what he, God, has already declared, he will do it. 
He had already determined he would do it. He says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things to come. Saying, I will do my, he said, my counsel shall stand. My purpose will prevail. That which God has ordained to do in your life, Amen. it shall come to pass. Amen. I said, it shall come to pass. Amen. It doesn't matter. Can I, can I say something that will shock you? Even sometimes, it doesn't matter who and what is against you. It cannot stop the plan of God for your life. The purposes of God concerning you shall surely come to pass. Say the word of God. The purposes of God concerning my life shall come to pass. Shall come to pass. Shall come to pass. Shall come to pass. Say the purposes of God concerning my life shall come to pass. It of the attacks it shall come to pass in the midst of the pain it shall come to pass in the midst of the witchcraft attacks it shall come to pass every single thing that god ordained concerning you shall come to pass amen are you hearing me yes he says i say my purpose will stand and i will do all my pleasure he says um, 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 um. And the new king james says i will do all my pleasure what i desire i will do says i will do all my pleasure and that is what god is going to do what he feels he needs to do in your life it shall happen amen amen, amen. nothing can stop the counsel of god for your life amen. now so he so he calls the end from the so before you even end it, can I tell you, he knows how all of us, our lives are going to play out. Amen. And that is why I always tell you, don't disregard anybody you see that is down. And you see, many people, we are living in a time and an age where people treat people based on the car they drive and the house they have and the money they have in their bank account and how they dress to come to church. My friend, you don't have the slightest idea who God is going to make the next person sitting on your left or on your right. If you only knew, you would have taken their number. You would have taken a selfie with them so that one day when they become great, you say, oh, oh, I, I knew this man. I, I knew him. I knew him. I, I knew him. Are you hearing me? Can I tell you something? I told you on Friday, when a man is down like this, oh, action. The only action that can happen to a man that is down is to rise. So if there is someone that is down, they are more dangerous than the one that is up there. Why? Because you don't have the slightest idea how God is going to make them. I prophesy over your life. Anyone that looks down right now, may Jehovah elevate you. I said, may Jehovah elevate you. May Jehovah elevate you. The people that wrote you up should get ready. Because something big is about to come to you. The people that have said you will amount to nothing, they should get ready. For God is about to shock them. If you are here, shout, I receive it. Before a rocket is shot into the skies, they start counting 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now at the zeros count, when everybody thought everything is done, now the rocket shoots high into the sky, into space. Can I tell you something? Yes. Some of you, you are at your zero. 
Ah, your bank account is reading zero. Motivation zero. Everything looks zero. But I pray for you. Yes. You are about to be shot into the spirit. Obviously. You are about to be shot to your highest pinnacle of life. Obviously. God is about to lift you to the place where you belong. Obviously. If you are here, shout, I receive it. I receive it. Sit down for a minute. So, God calls the end from the beginning. So, he foreknew certain people. Uh, let, let's get back to the, the scriptures. Um, give me, I said, now he says, now he, go back to 28 and then we connect in New King James. He says, and all things work together for those who love God and to those who are called according to his. Now he says, all things work together for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So we come to verse 29 and he says something very profound. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. In other words, he says all things will work together for the people who are walking in the purpose of God. And he says there are certain people he foreknew. He has already predestined them to be conformed. In other words, he has literally managed them in such a way that they will conform to a certain pattern. They will live a certain kind of life that it doesn't matter what goes right or wrong his pattern that he has already created shall be fulfilled yes. over their lives it doesn't matter what that is why i know sometimes you look at people you know you, you there are some certain people even right now they are in position you, you are in position in high places you never expected them to be there but they are there are you getting me why yes. because nobody can change the plan of god for their lives equally you Say neighbor. neighbor. The purpose of God for my life the purpose of God cannot be changed by any man. Cannot be changed by His plan for my life will come to pass. 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 If you are here, shall I receive that? I receive that. So don't step on people when you are getting to the top because you don't know how and where God will take them. Amen. You don't have the slightest idea. I mean, if you meet someone like me and you step on me when you are going to the top, me, God says, when you give, it should be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So we will give it to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. And when it comes like that, my friend, you might cry. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Tell anybody, say, don't step on me. Because you look bigger than me. Because my time is coming. Uh, tell your neighbor my time is coming. Uh, tell your neighbor my time is coming. Tell your neighbor my time is coming. My time is coming. Yes, my time is coming. Now let's go. Let's get back to the, the slice. And then we can proceed. Um, uh, uh, so we were created for a purpose. God has an original intent for your life. Now let's go to point number three. Until you discover your purpose, life has no meaning. Until you come to the place where you discover why God created you. It is like me giving you this iPhone now and you use it to sweep the floor in your house. In your compound, you are using the iPhone to sweep the floor. That means you don't know the purpose of this phone. Are you getting me? So you abuse it and you misuse it. But when you get to know the purpose of something, you use it well. 
The reason why most people are misusing and abusing their lives, wasting their lives, is because they don't know why God even created them. You are not matter. You know, when you were in school many years ago, they said matter is anything that has what? And can occupy space. You don't just have weight and you, you are not just occupying space. You were born for a divine assignment. Say, I'm not matter. I'm not matter. Yeah. You were not just around. You are not just the fifth person or the fourth person in your mother's children. You were born for a specific assignment. And the responsibility lies on you to find out why you were born. And that is why we call it discovery. Say discover. Say discover. Discover. Shall we say discover? Discover. Shall we say discover? Discover. Shall we say discover? Come. Discover. Now let me illustrate something to you. Hold this now. Now what is this? Now what is this? Yes, yes. It's a phone. Don't say yes. I, whether it's an iPhone or B phone, it's still what? A phone. Now hold it now. This is a phone. Now when you cover this phone, let's assume you didn't know. Yeah? Uh, we, we do what we do to the children, abracadabla, close your eyes, and we're going to make the phone disappear. So you, you disappear, let's assume it has disappeared, yeah? And it is here. Okay, so now, when you see this, what do you, what do you see on the face value? What do you see? It's the towel, isn't it? But behind the towel is what? So for you to know that there is a phone, you must what? Now, uncover it, say uncover. Now, when you cover the phone, you can't see the phone. All you see is the towel. Now, the word this means remove. When you discover, you literally remove the cover, you are able to identify something that is beyond what was there. Every single person seated here, there is something in you that must be removed for the real you to come alive. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. There is something in you that must be discovered. And for you to discover your purpose, you must be ready to allow God to remove certain things out of your life. You may never be able to discover your purpose if you are covered with everything and you just live your life like the way you continue living it. For you, for us to discover this potential that is possibly hidden in you, you must be willing to allow God to remove certain things. And anything that is stopping you, yes. making sure that the purposes of God for your life does not come to pass, yes. I pray and declare, may God remove it. Remove. I said, may Jehovah remove it. Remove. I said, may Jehovah remove. remove. May God remove everything hindering your purpose yes. and your assignment. Yes. If you are here, shout, I receive that. I receive that. So, until you discover your purpose, your life would have no meaning. You will not be fruitful. You will not even leave. Some of you, you go to work and every now and then, it's like, like Monday morning, you don't feel like you don't want to wake up. Why? Because you hate your boss and hate your job. Imagine, if you like your boss and you hate the job, at least you can manage. But when you, or you love um, your, your job and you hate your boss, you can manage. But now you, you hate the job and hate the boss. The only thing you love is the money, the salary. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, that is the only thing that makes you go to work. Otherwise, ah, uh, you. 
But may God change your story. I receive it. I said, may Jehovah change your story. I receive it. Now let's go to the next one. Verse um, number four. Fulfilling your purpose must be your ultimate goal in life. Tell your neighbor, fulfilling my purpose. It's my ultimate goal. It's my ultimate now, goal. this purpose series we are doing never miss. Amen? Next week, we are here. We are make sure that you will be able to identify why God created you. There's a man, the one that, um, 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 this man, uh, what's his name? For Kentucky Fried Chicken. He started doing KFC at the age of what? 57. 50 what? 65. Yeah, 65. Imagine. And he still succeeded. So, whether you are 42 or 48 or 50, it doesn't matter. God can still make you identify why he created you. Amen? Amen. It's not too late. Amen? Yes. So, you need to understand that if there is anything at all, it should be your priority. How do I fulfill my purpose? It should be your ultimate goal. Let's go ahead to the next one. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I want us to read. One go. Read it again. So now personalize it. My success in life is not measured by my possessions. My success in life is measured by how well I'm able to uh, fulfill my purpose. Yes. You see, it is only human beings here on earth that measure the car you drive. Do you think God cares about your car you drive? No, 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 no. What he cares about is how well you are fulfilling what he called you here to do. I made you understand. The Bible says we are God's workmanship, created in the image of God, of Christ Jesus. Now, we are God's staff. Every one of us here, when God fires you out of the earth, that is when you die. Yes, sir. Are you getting me? Yes, when God fires you out of this planet, you die. We are all employed by Jehovah. Now, if I employ you to come and work in my company as a security officer and you don't stand on your post to do the work of security and you just go around cleaning the office, cleaning everywhere you are going, you are cleaning. Are you doing what I called you to do? Is that part of your JD? No, you were not called to clean. You were called to do what? To be a security officer. So if I realize that you are not doing what I called you to do, what will I do? I fire you. And that is why God will make sure there are certain people, they die just like that. Why? Because God looks from heaven and realizes that they are not fulfilling why they call them. So God easily calls them home. This one, let me call, let him come and rest. I mean, it's so that I can sign someone else to do what he's supposed to do. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Can I tell you something? Yes, I don't know what it's part of the slides, but let me tell you. God, you can never die before your time. Not if you, you can never die before your time when you are in line of your purpose. When you are within fulfilling your purpose, whether it doesn't matter how good or bad it is, you can never die before your time when you are fulfilling your purpose. But when you are out of your purpose, anything can happen to you. Because God sits in heaven and realizes that this one, he's out of order, he's out of duty. He's not fulfilling why I created him to fulfill. So he gets what? He calls you home easily certain headache that is not supposed to kill you will kill you. Why? Because you are not fulfilling your purpose. Because there is nobody that can kill you before God. No one can take your life if God has not approved of it. Because the life was given to you by who? By who? 
If God should allow someone to take your life, that means that your assignment here on earth is finished. He's done with you. But if God is not done with you, no human being on earth can take your life. When God has assignment and responsibility for you and God knows you are fulfilling it very well, my friend, you can't die before your time. Tell your neighbor, I'm not dying now. I'm not dying. I can't die before my time. Because I'm fulfilling my purpose. I'm in lie with my assignment. Psalm 91, it says, because you have set your love on me, I will satisfy you with long life. When you have set your love, when you set your love on God, you do what God wants you to do. Are you hearing me? Yes. yes. Some of you, because you love certain people, when they tell you, put brace, you put brace. When they tell you, um, um, put this, you put this. Just because you love some mumu, who is not helping you in any way, but he will tell you, put this, and you put Remove, you will remove. Jump, you say, how high? Psalm 91, let's read. Psalm 91 from verse 14. Read one, go. I will set him on high because he has what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, next verse. Uh-huh. With long life will I what? With long life will I what? Satisfy. May Jehovah satisfy you with long life. I receive. Because you are fulfilled, you are in purpose, you are in line with your assignment. Tell your neighbor, I cannot die. I cannot die. You see, that's what I mean. I believe, I was saying it on Friday. If we are in a vehicle and the car crashes as what? I know I'm not dying. I, why? Because I know I'm in line of my purpose and assignment. The giver of life cannot allow me to die. I know a man who has been shot three times, then he's died. Someone who has been shot seven times, never died. Seven. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, who knows this guy? Um, this Nigerian actor. If you hear his story, he actually shows the wounds, bullets, but he didn't die. Bullets in his stomach. What's the name? Funny guy. He's brown. Ah. Uh, He's a very funny, funny, funny guy. Yeah, but I would look for the name and show, and show. He was shot three times, but didn't die. I know somebody in this country who has suffered plane crash, I think twice, but still never died. Why? Because their assignment is not done. I don't know what God has in store for you. Yes. But everything that God has in store, it will come to pass. As long as you are in your purpose, you cannot die before your time. Tell your neighbor, I'm not dying before my time. I'm not dying. I'm not dying before my time because I am walking in my purpose. Because I am walking in my purpose. Because I am walking in my purpose. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Now let's go to the next slide. So, let's, uh, failing to fulfill your purpose is failing God. Yes. Because He called you to do something here on the earth. So, if you don't do it, you are literally failing Him. Amen. Your purpose, if you fail to fulfill it, you have failed God, failed humanity, failed everyone. Just know you are God's staff. You are an employee here on the earth. Amen? Amen. The life you have is the salary he gives you. Did you hear what I said? Yes. You are God's employee. So he pays you every day with life. 
The day he fires you, he takes your life out of your hands. And God will only fire you when he realizes that you are not doing the right thing. The same way you, if you have a business, you fire. How many of you own businesses here? You own a business here. You have, you have employed somebody. You have employed someone. You have, who have, you have employed someone. Yes, yes, yes. So, if you have employed someone and a person is not doing the right thing, what do you do? You fire them. You fire and you hire. Some of us, God will never fire you. Why? Because you are in line. You are doing, you are fulfilling his pleasure. He sits in heaven and he looks at you and says, I love this one. He's doing exactly what I called him to do. I will bless him. I will increase him. I will enlarge him. Amen? Let's go to the next point. Now, the first point of identifying your purpose is to ask who? Now, we are going to come back to this in two weeks' time. How to identify your purpose. How you can identify your purpose. Now, give me um, Ephesians 1.11 from the message translation. Ephesians 1.11-12 from the message translation. Yeah, shall we read one go? Shall we read one go? That line alone is good enough. Read it louder. Again. Did he say it is in the in your in your dreams? Some, some, some people, no motivational speakers. No, some motivational speaker can make you sell everything you have and go and start some business that you know and realize that it never worked. Motivational speakers, they can make you do unnecessary things. <laughs> now, he says, search inside yourself. He <laughs> says, search deeply inside yourself. You find your purpose. How do you, how do you search deeply inside yourself? And you did not even create yourself. The Bible says it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. You find your purpose in Christ. Any purpose you think you know you have that is not found in the Lord is not your purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Not anywhere in Christ. You are able to identify your purpose in Christ. In Christ, you find out who you are and what you are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and we got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us and had designs on us for glorious living. God had already designed you Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Sometimes you read the word of God and it comes out so sweet. God has already designed you for something. Say, Lord, Lord every design you have for me, every desire you have, may it come to pass. May it come to pass. Can I tell you something? Yes. In the next 10 years, in the next 15 years, somebody will be a president, somebody will be some governor, somebody will be some CS. I, hey, I knew him. We used to be in GAM together. It may be too late. You never took the person's number. You looked at them going around because you thought they were broke. You Oh my God. Preach it, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes. Tell my neighbor. 
Please, after service, take a selfie with me because you don't know who I'm going to become. Take a selfie. Take a selfie with me. Take a selfie with me. I met a, I met a, I met a lady in the plane. She's a judge in this country. She's a friend of mine. She's a judge. And one day, we're just, we just happened to meet on the plane and we're flying out and then we're just talking. You know, when you're in a plane, you're on a nine-hour flight to London and uh, you ha- at least you have to engage in conversation with someone because you cannot read and watch a movie for nine hours. Okay? So now, you just, she's just showing me, uh, see me, sir, I've known this. Say, yeah, I, where do you come from? I said, oh, I'm, I'm originally Ghanaian, uh, um, but I'm British. He says, oh, do you know, I mean, uh, you're the Ghanaian former president. I was with him. This is the picture. He showed me the Kenyan former president. I was with him. She shows me pres- pictures of former presidents. And guess what? She took those pictures when they were not presidents. In other words, she got an opportunity to interact with them before they became president. But she did not, I mean, maximize that opportunity. Are you getting me? Yes. Yeah. Before those people became president, she, she had almost like six presidents. She had pictures of them. But so, so I said, so, sir, my friend, so what do you do? Do you talk to them? Says, oh, they don't even have my number. I said, you see, all you wanted was a selfie. You didn't go on to take the number. Ladies and gentlemen, God hides greatness in mystery. Never forget that. Say, God, God hides greatness, hides greatness in, mystery. in mystery. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Bible says when he was born, he was born and put in a manger. A manger is a stinking, dirty, ugly place. The entire savior of the world was put in a manger. And the Bible says he was clothed with swaddling clothes. That is rags. They, they wrapped the Messiah in rags. But within the rags was greatness. Within the rocks on you, there is greatness. Within the mess around your life, there is greatness. Within the disappointment, there is greatness. Within the death on your head, there is greatness. The Bible said the Messiah was wrapped in swaddling clothes. I don't know who approves of you, who likes you, who doesn't like you. A time is going to come, they will have to like you. They will still have to connect with you somehow. For God has a great assignment for your life. Let's be upstanding. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Say, my greatness is hidden in mystery. Say, my greatness, my greatness is hidden in mystery. See, God has to do that so that you know who is for you and who is against you. But now that you are broken, things are tough. You see, the way people talk bad at you, the way people mistreat you, the way people, so that when you get there, you know, this one, I know. I know how he, he mistreated me because he thought I didn't have a car. I know, I know. You see, the true people that are for you are not the people who are there for you when things are good. The true people that are for you are the people who are there for you when things are bad. They know you have nothing to offer them, but they are still there. Oh my God. Yes, yes, they yes. know there is absolutely nothing you are bringing to the table, but they are still there for you. And those are the true people. And I pray that God will open your eyes. That you shall be connected to the right men and the women that God has ordained for your life. If you are here, shall I receive it? I receive Because there are certain people, eh? When they do something for you, they will tell the whole world what they have done for you. 
oh, if not for me, this one, where would he have been? Can I tell you something? When you hear that, tell them, if not for you, God would have raised another person, possibly better than you, to do what you do. To bless you, is, let me tell you, it is an opportunity for God to use you to bless someone's life. It is an opportunity. Because with or without you, somehow, the life of that person will be made. And God will raise an army to be there for you. Amen. And I pray in the name of Jesus no, 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 that no, no, may grace abound unto you. I receive. May favor be released over your life. I receive. In the mighty name of Jesus.
it never runs out. Your faithfulness never runs out. You know how to do that, Pa? Oh, I wish, I wish you know it. It never runs out. Yo, that, yes, that, this part.
Let's do it. 